Hello and welcome to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. My name is Patrick Rice, and I'm joined with my good friend and brother in Christ, Dan Demite. What's up, Patrick? Dan, I'm so excited. We have Patrick Brennan on the show with us. Patrick is a full-time evangelist with St. Paul Street Evangelization. All right. He's one of the most amazing, I call him biblical testimonies, because it looks like he just walks straight off the pages of the Bible. And I think this is going to be an amazing, inspiring show. So if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if you feel dry, like God is going to be ministering to you powerfully in this testimony. Before we jump into this and talk about the stuff that's going to be happening. Dan, lead us in prayer, please. Yes, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God the Father, we just pray for a new Pentecost to fall upon the church, that our lives would look like the lives of the uh, of the apostles in the early church, Lord, that you would renew your wonders, that we would see your power, that we'd see a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lord, just open our minds and our hearts to desire more of you. Let us never become satisfied. Let us never quench your Holy Spirit, Lord. Fill us with hunger and a desire for more. God, give us more. We want more of you, more of your love, more of your uh, power poured out into our lives. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray that you would touch our listeners' lives today, that their hearts would be transformed, that their minds would be uh, expanded so that they can know you more, Lord, and expect more from you, Lord. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that uh, any lie that it's wrong for me to ask for more of God in my life or that that's selfish We'll just be bound up. But God, you would give us such a conviction that we need more because the world around us, around us needs more. And we can't, we can't bless others unless you first bless us. So Lord, let us wrestle like Jacob with the angel and say, we're not letting go until we receive blessing. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, so good, Patrick. Hey, Dan, do you like wrestling? I I was a wrestler in high school, and I, I'm a I'm a wrestling coach now. Did you know that? No, I co- I coach. Are you, are, you, little, are you teaching your sons like? Uh, yeah, a little pee wee league. He's so he's uh, he's eight, and he's uh, he's a wrestler now, and he's actually pretty sweet. But coaching is even better than wrestling itself. It's just so good. You to, should you should also teach them how to wrestle with angels and go after the blessing of God. Oh yeah, that every every morning before he goes off to school, <laughs> that's what we do. Like, Come on, boy, we're gonna wrestle angels in the basement. No, I love they it. Give like, us the blessing. That I mean that 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 picture has been just like haunting me. It's the most ostentatious thing for a guy to do, especially someone in the old covenant. Like the old covenant is nothing in comparison to what we have in the new covenant. But you have Jacob. Who encounters this angel and he wrestles him. He won't let him go until he gets blessed. And maybe, Dan, that's like the template that we should have when we go into pray. God, I'm not leaving this chair. I'm not leaving this church until you you pour out your spirit and you bless me. Yeah. Am, I, am I missing something? I, no, I love that. I, I don't know when the, like this modern heresy or fallacy came into our mindset that like we weren't supposed to strive eagerly for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I believe that's what St. Paul taught us to do. And, and, and we, the, first, the first gift of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit himself. Amen? <laughs> yeah, so why would I not Holy want Ghost to wrestle until I receive the, the blessing most. of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Yes. Oh, I love that image. Amen. Yes, okay. Jake, just let the Spirit of Jacob fall upon that, us that, so we would wrestle with God. Like, so, so, back to the point. Yes. There, there is a point. There's um, a point. Patrick Brennan is on the show, mm. and he's one of the, the hungriest guys I know. Um, he's a full-time evangelist with St. Paul Street Evangelization. He's a student at the Encounter School of Ministry here in Michigan. I get to interact with him a lot. I know he spends time with you at Damascus. We're blessed oh, yeah. to have him 
in our life. But he's, Dan, I feel like before anything else, he's so not only just hungry for God, but he prays with such a boldness, like an identity. I know who I am. I'm a son of God. My inheritance is God. He is, he's my inheritance. I'm his inheritance. And he, because of that, like, he has these powerful encounters with God that I, 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 if, if I can have anything for you listeners out there that you'd listen to the show and you'd be like, wow, that's how I need to pray. God, that you would bless me so I can be a blessing to the world around me. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. <clears throat> Amen to that. I just love, I, I think this, that right now what God wants to do in the church is he wants to just transform our minds and our hearts that we would go from having just a kind of a mentality of limitation to a mentality of expectation, right? That we would go from limiting God to expecting God. And I think sometimes when we pray, we put limitations on God as opposed to placing our expectations on him. You know, like uh, I, I just think like when my children come to me as their father with requests, they they kind of they have an expectation that I'm going to fulfill their request. And and you just see that out of Patrick's life, that the limitations have been gone. Like, And it's just like, God, I expect you to work in power because you are a powerful father. You know, like I expect you to show up because what do you do? You show up like you're present. You're not a far off and distant father. You're a God who loves his children, who's with his children. When I ask you to come, you're going to come. And when I ask you to, to work, you're going to work because you love me. And I just think uh, if there's any of us that are struggling with a mindset of limitation, where we've placed limitations on God, or we've placed limitations on ourselves that like, oh, God can't work through me because I'm I'm this or that, or God hasn't worked in, in this situation yet, so he's not going to work in this situation, or or it must be his will that this doesn't happen. Just I want us to just pray that, God, you would fill me with a heart and a mindset of expectation that I would just expect renewal, I would expect revival, I would expect outpouring, that I would expect you to come and show up and be with me. Come, Holy Spirit, just change our mindsets, Lord, that limitations would be gone in Jesus' name, and we would just be filled with expectation and hunger. So good. And like that, I think that the thing is that the hunger is always there, that we really are made, uh, we're, we're made, we're made from God for God. And everyone has this natural hunger. The question is like, are you going to, are you going to, do you want that hunger filled with God? Yeah. Do you want it filled with his spirit or do you want it filled with the things of the world? And, um, and we don't, we're not dualists. We're not Manichaeans and the, you know, flesh and the world are, are bad and the spirit's good. No, everything that's good comes from God. But mm-hmm. what actually the only, there's only, you have a God shaped hole in your heart as Blaise Pascal says, and only God can minister that deeper place in your heart. Something that achievement can never get, worldly success can never get. And one of the things, too, I love is that, you know, Patrick, he tried to do that. And what we're going to hear from a story, which I, I know part of is, the dude is like accomplished multiple degrees. And then um, he, he responded with that honesty that, that this is, you know, <laughs> this is who I am. I need you, God. And this is what what's led him to a lifestyle of street evangelization. So, um, let's go ahead. We're going to, let's take a break, Dan. Yeah. And then bring him back on the show. And then I just want to hear it from him. Sound good? Uh, I love it. All right. So you're listening to Encounter. Encounter is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio, EWTN Radio, and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. When we, we're going to take a break, but when we're, when we come back on the show, we're going to have Patrick Brennan sharing his life-changing encounter with us. Stay tuned. When the apostles saw Jesus walking on water, they were terrified. They thought it was a ghost. Peter blurted out, If it's you, tell me to come to you. On one hand, he was looking for a miracle. But I think Peter also was looking for something else to prove that it was the Lord. 
There was something about Jesus' words that may have been unlike any other voice in Peter's life. You see, Peter didn't just believe in Jesus. Jesus believed in him. At his first encounter with Jesus, Peter said, Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And he heard the unthinkable. Come follow me, you'll be a fisher of men. In other words, I see more in you than you see in yourself, Peter. So when he heard, Come, walk on the water, Peter knew who it was. Jesus is the voice that wants to empower you and build you up. Do yourself a favor and stop listening to that critical voice in your head that keeps ripping you down. It's not God. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Hello and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that launch them into lives of extraordinary mission. And we are excited to have on the show with us Patrick Brennan, welcome, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, you have such a welcome. And handsome name, I love it. <laughs> to Patrick, amen. Great, guys. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so Patrick, um, you know the show. Uh, we we really, we want to focus before we start just jumping into like, what are you doing? That's awesome. We want to know what has he done in your life that's awesome for you. So if you could just share with us your testimony, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm I'm originally from uh, East Lansing, Michigan. And I was blessed to grow up in a Catholic family and uh, in a family that was always consistent when it came to going to Sunday Mass. Um, And I would say there was the presence of God in our family in the sense that we were living moral lives and making, uh, you know, good decisions as a family. But I would say... um, not not until my 20s did I really encounter God, and did I really come to know Him as uh, as my Father and, and Jesus as Lord. You know, when I was younger, I was in, even involved in um, retreats growing up, growing up uh, high school retreats uh, at my Catholic high school in Lansing, uh, and then when I went to to college at Michigan State, I, I got involved there in, in campus ministry. Um, but it's funny how you know, sometimes we can come to know God in a limited way and in a in a way that is comfortable, um, and we can kind of stop there. And and I would say that that's where I was at was I came to know Him in a in a comfortable limited way, uh, and unfortunately. When, when I was uh, limited in my knowledge of God, it limited His ability to, to break through in my life. Mm. Um, and so the, the decisions that I made in my life as far as um, you know, career and relationships uh, with women and um, you know, just choices on a daily basis, it was really separate from the voice of God, the, the anointing of God, I mean, all of those things just weren't really part of my life, uh, even though I, I had a, a, a lifestyle of living as a Catholic. So um, I guess I would fast forward to my mid-20s. I was about 24, and by this time, uh, I had actually went on to law school and graduated from law school and really my whole life growing up, thought I was going to be a lawyer, um, just like my my dad, and I have a few lawyers in my family, and so I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what my dad does. Well, I uh, I graduated and, and got my first job, and and I realized I I hated it. I couldn't stand 
you know, the practice of law. And it just felt like I was living somebody else's life. And so I got to this point where I said, okay, well, I'm just really going to follow my passion. And I want to do, I want to do something that brings me alive. And I'd always been a huge, uh, sports fan. So I said, well, maybe I can use my law degree to become a sports agent and I'll be like the next Jerry Maguire. And it'll be amazing. (laughs) So uh, I actually ended up moving down uh, from Michigan down to Alabama uh, to enroll in a, in a sports management program down there. And once I, once I made the move down there, I, I thought, all right, this is it. This is, this is the plan for my fulfillment and happiness and, um, and I began this this program of study, and a couple of semesters into that program, I still had this this restlessness in me, this this unhappiness in me, and I'm thinking, what is what is wrong with me? What's the deal here? I, I don't understand. I, I thought this was going to kind of uh, complete me, so to speak. And uh, and actually, just one night in my in my apartment, I got down on my knees and I just said, God. I don't know what to do with my life, and I'm out of ideas. I have nothing left, but you have to do something. You have to show me. And it was very, it was a very just simple prayer from the heart. It wasn't anything long or complicated. It was just, God, do something. Um, show me why I'm here. And uh, and then a few days after I said that prayer, three three days after I said that prayer. I visited a friend of mine who was sick in the hospital, and I, I go to the hospital in Mobile, Alabama, and in the hospital room, my, my friend is lying on the, on the bed, and, and his sister is, is also in the room with us. And uh, totally unsolicited and out of the blue, his sister says to me, she says, Patrick, for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to pray with you. Now, mind you, at that point in my life, Never had I had anyone pray over me before, or or even uh, much of praying with me. Um, huh. The whole concept of spontaneous prayer uh, just wasn't really a normal part of, of my life, even though I, I sometimes had done that. Um, so I'm thinking when she says, let's pray, I'm like, okay, well, let's do it our Father and, and uh, you know, call it good. But she sits me down uh and she puts her hand on my shoulder, and she just begins to ask for the Holy Spirit to come into my life. And I'm not kidding you, it was like the tangible presence of God just filled the room. And all of a sudden, this, this holy, this holy presence fell upon the room and, and began to flow through me. And it, it, was, <laughs> yes. it, was, as, it was as if an, an electric current was flowing through me and somebody had just, you know, hooked me up to, um, some form of electricity and <laughs> Holy I'm spirit. Thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm thinking, uh, I don't know what's going on, but I know that this is amazing. I mean, it, it, it was, it was, uh, awesome and holy, uh, even though it was also, uh, you know, confusing and, and, uh, in, in some sense, uh, a little bit uncomfortable because I'm, I'm beginning to tear up and, uh, you know, beginning to like cry and fall and kind of fall to my knees. Um, so all these things are happening, but it was like, I knew it was God. I knew it was mm-hmm. God. 
And because of my prayer uh, earlier in the week, um, I knew that my my heart wanted more of him, and my heart wanted to know, uh, you know, how how he could lead my life and how he could fill my life. So, wow. by the time by the time this this prayer is is finished, I'm just undone. I'm my my heart is like on fire, and after that prayer was over, immediately after, I I, I wanted to tell people about Jesus just right away. <laughs> Thank so you, Jesus. I I get up out of the uh, I get up out of the hospital room, and I'm literally walking up to like staff members and nurses and people in the <laughs> hospital and saying like, Hey, can I pray for you? You want to be an electric fire? <laughs> yeah. I got the exactly. gift of the Holy Spirit. Who else wants it? Let's go. <laughs> that's awesome, that's, man. That's Dude, can we do it? I want to do a praise break. That's just amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. You work in such praise, a powerful way. Yes. Glory. I, I love that you say like when you're telling this like testimony, Patrick, you're like, I'm not even kidding you, as if, like, because we've conditioned ourselves that the Holy Spirit, when we pray over people, that he doesn't come, like, and, and so, like, you have to, like, guys, this isn't a joke, like, he actually came in power, you know, like, Pentecost actually still happens, and, like, uh, and the, I just love that, like, yeah, this is what, this is what we should expect, like, this is, this is who God is, that when we pray over people, uh, for his presence to fall, his presence is gonna fall. Right, mm. that's right, and, uh, and so I, I wanted that. All of a sudden, I wanted that for other people, right? And I, I think um, that was that was the uh, the kind of thrust that came from God into my into my heart was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell everybody that God is real, that He loves me, uh, and that He He wants to actually come into your life in a in a tangible, real way, uh, and not just like an abstract. Um, an abstract way, and, and so yeah. the next the next three days after this prayer experience, I mean, I could not be quiet about Jesus, and I I literally went out onto the sidewalks around my apartment just looking for people, looking for people. Who can I pray for? You know, who can I uh, who can I tell about Jesus? And and on the uh, on the third day of this of this just um, you know. Uh, momentum of evangelization. I, I, I was uh, having a lunch with a friend of mine at a at a sub shop in in Alabama, and uh, I, on the way over, driving over, I just had this fire in my heart, like I've got to get up in front of the people in this restaurant and tell people about Jesus. <laughs> yes, do it, Patrick. <laughs> so yep. I, I get we get over there to have lunch. And we had our we had our sandwiches. We ate our sandwiches, and I I turned to my friend who I'm there with, and I, I said, "Sit right here for a minute. I have to get up and do something." And I, I stood up, and <laughs> there was probably about twenty to thirty people in this in this um, sub shop, and and I said, "Excuse me, everybody. <laughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me." I said, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt your lunch, but I just want everybody in here to know." that God loves you more than you could ever possibly imagine. <laughs> yes. That, that He hasn't abandoned you, that He hasn't forsaken you, that He has dreams and plans for your life, and if you open your heart to Him, He can give you that life. And that, that it was that. It was like as simple as that. It was probably a minute long. And so uh, people are, you know, kind of giving me either one of two reactions, right? You have 
some people that are like, hey, that's awesome. Like, thanks thanks for that word. And then you have other people that are thinking, like, this guy needs to uh, get away from me right now. <laughs> he needs so, to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is, I, I didn't stop there. I actually left. We left that restaurant. I went into the restaurant next door. I just walked right in and said the same thing. Oh, this is the and, best. And then, that is and true then missionary zeal. A third time went to the went to went to a third restaurant next door to that one. Did the same thing. Um, and uh, I, I would say it was um, it was as explosive you know, uh, of an evangelistic, uh, you know, outpouring as, as I've had. And what's interesting is I actually thought that the rest of my life, I thought, well, gosh, maybe God's calling me to just be a restaurant preacher, and I could just go, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> I, I want that random, T-shirt, the restaurant preacher. And tell people about Jesus. Um, but ultimately, I, I did kind of come come down from this uh, mountaintop, you know, this um, transfiguration high uh, experience and uh, back to normal, quote-unquote, even though I've really never been normal uh, since this all happened. Amen. Dude, I love this story. It just reminds me so much of Pentecost, like that when the baptism of the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles at Pentecost, they were so filled that what is their immediate response? It's to go out on the streets and to evangelize. And and I think sometimes we we separate um, holiness and mission, right? But we're not called to be disciples or missionaries. We're called to be missionary disciples. And it was like the moment you became a follower of Jesus Christ, you also became a missionary. And it's just that, like Pentecost, like, oh, Peter gets the fire and then he goes out in the streets. The apostles get the fire. They go out in the streets and, and you're, you are living it because of the Holy Spirit. That's right. That's right. I love that. And, and I would say the the, the most the most um, kind of uh, how do I want to say it like earth shattering thing that that really blew my mind was the the ability to experience God in a tangible way. I mean mm-hmm. that that's what this came down to for me was um, knowing God in in a way that I could not deny in a way that um, physically changed me and uh, changed the way I thought about God. Because I think up to that point in my life, I just didn't know that God could actually touch you. Yeah. I, I had no yeah. idea. Amen. And even though, we, even though we received the Eucharist tangibly, it's like, uh, you know, when we, when we live in, in friendship with God, He wants to reveal himself more and more, and that's going to include tangible experiences, which is so awesome. Yes, I love that. I like to, because I think baptism in the Holy Spirit, we use that phrase in the church. I think sometimes some people are a little concerned or confused by it because they're like, wait, are you trying to say there's another sacrament? And it's not that at all, right? But the the phrase baptism in the Holy Spirit is meant to contextualize um, when the love of God the Father becomes tangible in your life, right? That the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are stirred up in you in a powerful way because the Father's love becomes real. And, I, you know, if, if, if the Father, if, if He is real, don't you think He wants us to know He's real? <laughs> like, so we should expect that He's going to reveal his, his, Himself to us in a tangible way because uh, when a father loves his children, he, he expresses his love tangibly uh, to his children. A father doesn't just love his children from afar, but actually the father wants his children to know that uh, he wants the children to know that they're loved by his touch. 
Also, I I think what what we're learning here is that a lot of Christians, like, uh, you know, Catholics, we grow up thinking that Jesus died so I could one day get to heaven. And then we kind of put up with earth. And um, I know that there was a priest who one time went in front of a bunch of kids, described what we know about heaven and how great it is. And he said, you know, how many of you want to go to heaven when you die? And they're like, everyone raised their hand. And he said, how many of you want to go to heaven right now? And then all the kids put their hands down. They're like, because they they didn't want it. But I think the reality is that Jesus didn't just die so that we could one day get to heaven. He died to get heaven inside of us. Mm, And the heaven inside of us is God. It's the Holy Spirit living inside of us, this immersion, this um, being transformed, this baptism of the Holy Spirit is what I think does that. And until you've experienced and encountered the love of God in this um, just, you know, 3D high definition way, like, yeah, you're just going to kind of be going through the motions. But would you agree with that, Patrick? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I want to, I want to say this too, that when, when this all happened to me, I, I also came to the, the wrong conclusion that um, this would be the only touch of God I would, I would receive, mm. that I had this one experience and I can kind of lean on that, you know, for the rest of my life and look back on it as some sort of like good high school football memory or, or something like that. But what I realized is that that was just the that was just one of the things God wanted to do. And since then, I've had multiple encounters with God in different ways, just just like you would have encounters with, you know, your your spouse or, um, you know, uh, your, your parents, somebody close to you in your life, they're going to relate to you in different ways and reveal themselves in different ways. And that's happened again and again. I've had multiple encounters with the Holy Spirit, fillings of the Holy Spirit that have uh, physically touched me, changed the way that I've, I've thought about God, broken off limits. And the other thing I would say, too, is that the Holy Spirit, He doesn't come tangibly and then go away. So mm-hmm. what I had to learn is that those those tangible encounters with God that I've had, it wasn't God saying, oh, here I am touching you, and then I'm leaving. It's God saying, I want you to know, here I am with you, and even when you're, when you're feeling me or when you're not feeling me, I'm here. Amen. And wow. that, that is, I dwell in that you. Was, amen. That was so beautiful for me to come to that conclusion that, oh my gosh, whether I feel you or not, your presence, the power of your presence, is the same. So I, I relate it to, you know, uh, Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. They have this incredible encounter of Jesus' glory, and, but, but remember that they walked up the mountain with the same Jesus, and they came down the mountain with the same Jesus. Yes. He didn't leave them. He didn't change who he was. He just, he just was relating to them in a different way. So uh, my encouragement for anyone listening is that we want to have those uh, and be open to those tangible encounters with with God, but we also want to recognize the fullness of His presence is with us, whether we feel Him or not. Amen. I just want to make a declaration that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so listeners, just say, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit, and God's presence dwells within me. And just as we recognize that, it just unleashes, uh, it gives God permission to allow his presence to become more aware to you. Uh, so I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and God's presence dwells within me. 
I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. God's presence dwells within me. Amen. 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 Sweet. Uh, Patrick, what's the last encounter you've had with God? Like, powerful encounter? I mean, you described <laughs> this one from a long time ago. I'm just curious. Well, that's funny you ask that, Patrick, because uh, I was just at the Encounter, Encounter School of Ministry this past week in Brighton, Michigan, and uh, we had uh, a night of teaching on the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and then, and then in, uh, a powerful time of prayer ministry. And what ended up happening is I, I had a, a friend of mine who's an intern for Encounter Ministries. He came up to me, and he began to, to pray uh, that I would experience God as a, as a child. That I would that I that I would experience this. Uh, how did he call it? He, he said, uh, "You know, the baby Jesus anointing." <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was so it's so crazy how, like I said, God is God is going to touch us and relate to us in different ways throughout our lives. And when he was when he spoke that baby Jesus anointing over me, <laughs> it was like I could not I could not stop laughing. All of a sudden, this laughter came from just the depth of belly, right, that I, I couldn't possibly produce this on my own, just this childlike laughter. I, and I end up, you know, I end up on the floor. I end up uh, uh, just giddy like a child, right? And um, one of the things I, I love so much is the truth of being a child of God and, uh, you know, being being held by the Father, held in, held in the arms of the Father, and surrounded by His arms. I love that truth, and so I, I think it was God's way of saying, like, I don't want you to just know that in your head, Patrick. I want you to experience that right yes. now, that you're my child, uh, and I love you. Listeners, you are listening to Encounter, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio, EW10 Radio, and carried across the EW10 Global Catholic Radio Network. And I just want you to know, listeners, that Patrick Brennan is the real deal, because Amen. I think one of the, the most important questions that, that we can be asked is, is um, like, hey, when's the last time that, that God touched you with his love? And if we can't point to an actual encounter, an incarnate moment of God's love, just not an, an awareness, yeah, God loves me, but like, oh, he loved me in this way, then I think that's, that's an invitation to cry out to God and ask for him to pour out his spirit, that you want that. Because that's how it all started with you, Patrick. And I love it. I can just ask you, like, hey, when's the last time God touched you? And you're like, boom, yesterday. <laughs> just, <laughs> just sharing your faith with us. And that, this is so beautiful. Now, Patrick, I, I could, I'd love to just talk about encounter after encounter that God's done for you. But I also want to, in the time that we have, hear about um, how he's used you to touch others. So uh, I know that you're you're a full-time um, evangelist with um, St. Paul Street Evangelization in Michigan. Um, can you share with us some encounters you've had with people and how you've brought the love of Jesus to them? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, one of the really powerful things that I've been involved with uh, in the past few years is an event called the, the Flint Mission, and this is uh, where we take groups of high school students and we equip them to be evangelists uh, on the streets of, of Flint uh, every summer. We, we do, this, do this for a week. And one of the things that's amazing, uh, working with young people, working with teenagers, 
is they're typically more open to praying with people, praying over people, uh, and just being open to the the power of God uh, than maybe somebody that's uh, a little bit older. There's something about, uh, like we were talking before, about children and and people who who know that um, they're either uh, growing in the Lord and maturing the Lord, uh, or they're or they're still children at heart, even if they're older. So these these kids, uh, you know, they'll come to Flint for a week and and we'll take them out. And I remember this was two years ago. One of the things that we started to do is is before we went out on the streets, we said. Uh, Lord, you know who do you who do you want us to touch today? Who do you who do you want to send us out to? And one of the kids had an an image of a person in a wheelchair, and she she actually you know saw the saw the person in her mind and and what this man um, looked like in her in her uh, in her mind's eye, and and then we went out out to the streets, and at some point she she recognized this this man in the wheelchair she said oh my gosh i think i think that's the person uh that i saw in my mind and so she goes up to him and he had this uh uh skin condition okay so i'm not i'm not sure i can't remember why he was why he was in the wheelchair but what i do remember is the skin condition because he had these uh these like blotches on his on his skin and this young lady teenager says uh, uh, would you mind if I prayed with you? And as she prayed for him and called upon the Holy Spirit, the blotches on the skin literally began to disappear right before <laughs> her eyes and right before the eyes of, of this man in the wheelchair. And they were so <laughs> they were so astounded by it that she actually she actually stopped praying because the the man the man was so taken aback uh, that he. He he actually asked her to stop praying, um, and <laughs> wow! And it it was it was one of those moments where, um, again, a tangible encounter with God that you couldn't deny. And I think what, one of the things that we we took away from this moment is sometimes when people have a tangible encounter, they embrace it wholeheartedly, and other times when they have a tangible encounter, it's so freaky that they don't want to <laughs> they don't want to go any further. Yeah. So um, that that was that's one of my favorite stories. Wow! wow. No, it's it's, it's amazing. Um, when we when we read in the Gospels that it's these demonstration of power, these miracle stories, and mostly healings that actually force people to make a decision about Jesus. And a lot of people are, are comfortable, you know, with G, like a cultural Jesus, a domesticated Jesus. But once you encounter personally. His love and power, it forces you to make not a, deci- a decision like, whoa, what am I going to do in response to that? And I think that can frighten people that aren't willing to make that, um, that, that aren't open to any kind of changes. A lot of people do, but I mean, look at the Pharisees. They saw all the miracles, right? Yep. And they still turned away. That's interesting. So did he, did he have, end up like, what was the processing after that? You know, un- unfortunately, it was one of those moments where he just didn't want to go any further. Yeah. Um, and you know, so I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where he's at today. You know, we didn't get his his contact information like I, I should have. But um, I think that's but, so, uh, so. Yeah, Patrick, you probably see a lot of different because so you're involved in St. Paul Street evangelization and you're out on the street doing a lot of like initial evangelization and prayer ministry with people. Do you see? 
like what's the percentage of people that are like eager when they to like have conversations and to be prayed with over like for a re, uh, outpoint of the Holy Spirit and um, versus those who are kind of just freaked out and scared? I, I would say just to encourage listeners that the majority of people are open. Uh, and and I found that if we approach somebody in love and, um, you know, with, with just normal conversation, uh, you know, so I'm not, I'm not going up to people immediately and saying like, Hey, uh, do you know Jesus? And can I pray with you right now? Like, uh, I, I suppose I, I, I did do that. You did scream about Jesus in three restaurants. (laughs) Jesus free, Jesus free, Jesus free. Lover of the Lord. I I learned I have to, uh, I've got to approach people in love, and I've got to approach people in a way that opens their heart. Um, And the the amazing thing is, if we approach in love, I mean, people, the the majority of people are are going to receive that because we're made to be loved. So, I, I would say one of the most uh, one of the best things about street evangelization is it's actually not scary. It's actually it's actually uh, very normal when you're a Christian because you're driven by love. You're you're pouring out love, um, and hopefully the person is open to a prayer encounter uh, and the power of the Holy Spirit. But even if they're not, even if you just love them. Uh, you can still, uh, you know, communicate the presence of God just through that uh, that interaction, even if it doesn't lead to like a power encounter. Um, but you know, one other story I, that just comes to mind that I want to tell is uh, we were over the over the summer we were at a um, a, a fireworks shop for the, right around the Fourth of July this this past summer. And uh, there were there were three of us out there uh, praying with people and evangelizing, and we go we go into this tent where there were all these all these fireworks, and the lady behind the counter, we approach her and we and again just very normal loving way we just say hey how you doing and are you having a good day and um, hey we're we're just out here uh, you know praying with people and uh, encouraging people in their faith walk with God. It, is there anything that we can pray for you for right now? And she just says, uh, you know, actually, I've been standing behind this counter all day, and my ankles are killing me. They're, they're swollen. Uh, you know, could you pray for my ankles? And we say, sure. And we say, hey, would you mind if we just put our hand on your shoulder? Right? So, again, just being considerate of the, of the person, loving the person, respecting their space. And, uh, and she says, Sure. And as we begin to pray, you know, in the name of Jesus, ankles be healed, swelling go down in Jesus' name, that the, the swelling, again, a, a tangible encounter, we, we physically saw the ankles go from being swelled up to just a minute later, you could literally see the, uh, the ankle bone again, and, and it was obvious that the swelling had gone down, and we asked her, do you, do you, ha- do you have any pain, you know? run around the store, jump up and down. Do you have any pain? She had no pain at all. Um, so that's just another example of, you know, God bringing his, uh, his fireworks in a fireworks store. <laughs> Thank that's you, Jesus. So good. Praise the Lord. Pat- Patrick, another thing too is uh, I think we need to have the confidence and the, like, what is our assumption? What are we assuming about our posture when we evangelize? And um, if you don't believe that people, 
people are naturally ordered to desire God from their depths, then you're not going to evangelize because you're going to think, oh, they don't want people don't want God. But that's that's the furthest like lie from from all like all reason, because mm-hmm. we were created for God. Our hearts are restless until they rest in him. Do you believe that, listeners? Do you really believe that every uh, ev- every person made in the image likeness of God is made for God? If you believe that, then it becomes the most rational thing to become a bridge, a connection point between the person that that, that doesn't know God um, and God himself, right? So what do we have, what, what are we going to believe? Are we going to believe that people deep down inside want God? And are we going to be willing to be his vessel and his instrument and allow Holy Spirit to guide us? I think that's so important. Amen to that. Well, and if, if I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit and I carry the presence of God and the presence of God dwells in me, then everywhere I go, I bring the presence of God. And I just love like the the idea that when you go out on the streets to evangelize, when you're in that restaurant, when you're in the hospital room, wherever you are, you're you're bringing the presence of God there. So it's not like, oh man, it's like is God going to show up right now? God's already shown up because you showed up, right? And so like God is present. Are you going to allow him to manifest himself? Are you going to allow him to to make himself present through the way you love? And when you love with with um openness and when you love with with boldness, it gives God permission to show himself. Dan, I need you to make a meme and put it on Facebook that said, God already showed up because you showed up. Mm, Boom. Mm. What, 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 what <laughs> Isn't that would the, awesome? What would the picture be? <laughs> I love that. I'm stealing it. Yes. Just, Amen. Just fireballs coming out of your hands. Yes. Oh! <laughs> and everyone just on the ground with like uh, <laughs> Holy Spirit fire over their heads. Thank you. And you guys think Dan is joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not. It's coming. Yeah, It's, it's coming. coming. Awesome. That's you know we got uh, a couple minutes left with you, Patrick. Is there anything else you really want to share with our audience? You know, I, I do want to share this uh, this funny thing that's coming to mind. Uh, for whatever reason, recently I've been thinking about God. What am I going to be like when, let's say, I grow to be in, to be an old man, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sitting in a in a in a nursing home, maybe being being cared for, and I'm thinking. God, are you are you just still going to use me in a powerful way when uh, you know I'm the one that's uh, sitting in the hospital bed or something like that? And I'm thinking, you know what? I cannot wait to be the guy in the retirement home or, or the, the nursing facility who's praying over everybody else there and seeing the fire, the fire of God and the yes. presence of God come. When I'm 95 years old and, you know, <laughs> drooling from the corner of my mouth. So I just want to say, if there's anybody listening and you're, you are, let's say, let's say you're, um, you know, bedridden or you're somebody that's, uh, you know, limited physically or, or limited in your resources. I just want to say wherever you are right now, if there's somebody, if there's another person in your in your sphere of influence, you can touch them with the power of God. So I just want to break off right Amen. now in the name of Jesus any limitations that anybody has that, oh, I can't be an evangelist because I'm not out on the street, or I can't be an evangelist because I'm not properly trained or whatever. The fact is, if you're a Christian, the Spirit of God lives inside you and wants to flow through you to everybody around you. So I just speak that over you in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, what wow, a message. So good. All right, Patrick, I'm going to... 
I'm going to challenge gonna, you. You're going yeah, go to go to take a break. All right, but Patrick, before before the next time I talk to you, I want you to go to a nursing home and pray over the sick in the nursing home. <laughs> amen. Let's just start I, the ministry amen. now. <laughs> challenge. You're, you're on, Dan. You got it's it. It's been given. Well, you're listening to Encounter, a co-production of EW10 Radio, St. Gabriel Radio, carried across the EW10 Global Catholic Radio Network. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's going to be awesome. Stay tuned. Woo! No Catholic radio station in your area? Perhaps God is calling you to get involved. Learn more about starting a Catholic radio station where you live. Contact Jack Williams, 205-795-5756, or jwilliams at ewtn.com today. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. When you are predictable in your authority, you will actually have to use that authority less. Consistent discipline leads to less constant discipline. The more you act when you need to act, the less you will have to act in the future with similar misbehavior. The Doctor is in with Dr. Ray Garendi, Monday afternoon, 1 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Mother Angelica. We have to get back into our hearts and minds the value of life. If you don't care about the unborn, I don't think you're going to care about the elderly. The leading Catholic voices are on EWTN Radio. Hello and welcome back to Encounter, the show that brings you the life-changing encounters of ordinary people that have launched them into lives of extraordinary mission. Dan, what do you think about that that time with Patrick? Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> Dude, he's just awesome. I I just want more disciples like Patrick in the church, right? Like if we had more more of that, we would just see so much revival and renewal. He so good. He, he like you said in the intro, Patrick, he's just his testimony is so biblical and I'm just thinking more and more like of course his the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in his life was so like Pentecost where he goes out and then he starts preaching the gospel instantly in the hospital, which is hilarious. But then um but also just like he had a, uh, you know, he graduated from law school and he could have gone and had a uh, prestigious career as a lawyer making, uh, you know, a great salary. But what's he doing? He's a street evangelization. He's full time. He, he really has embraced that call to go sell everything that you own, give it to the poor and just be on the streets with Jesus. He's he's really um, living a life of uh, just passionately for the Lord directed towards um, his will for him. Yeah, and he's not even a sports agent either. Oh, I know. So like, like, isn't it like, amazing? You can be happy without being a sports agent. <laughs> so it's really yeah. good news. He wanted to be Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Now, now he's just living like Jesus Christ. You know, show me the power. <laughs> yes, show me the power, Holy Spirit. Fire, <laughs> fire. Yeah, yes. I could. That's where he's in the restaurant. He's just like, come on, power. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's and so good. So I want to share some um, reflections. Is that okay with you? Reflect the way, sir. Okay, so Jesus, he, you know, last words, Matthew's Gospel, Great Commission. Uh, he says, all power and authority has been given unto me. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you to do. There's a, a few things I think of that are so relevant from Patrick's testimony. What, 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 what? verb does Jesus use about this commission? It's go. Go is related to green, green lights. Mm. Green light means go. Like you have a green light to spread the gospel. You don't have to wait for the bishop to call you. You don't have to wait for your parish priest to call you. Jesus has called you. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. and, and when you encounter 
the power and love of Jesus, the love of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit, a person, he fills you with that conviction and calls you to go do it. Yeah. And the greatest saints in the church, Dan, are the people that have, have encountered the love of God and the Holy Spirit and just gone out and started doing it yeah. and responding to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That is the heart of what it means to be Catholic. Amen to that. And my, I, I, inside of my heart, I weep that there's this powerlessness out there of, of because we're not doing it. And people think that maybe that this isn't Catholic because we don't see street evangelists and stuff like that. We've had people, I know St. Paul street evangelization who um, Patrick works for, they, they get the question all the time. Like, isn't this, isn't that just for Protestants and stuff like that? No, oh, it just breaks my heart. The, the book of Acts, um, that's a Catholic book, right, Dan? Like, didn't the church come up <laughs> I, with that? I think the early church was Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> it's time that we 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 take back our heritage, get back like, to nah, our roots. That's us. And you know what? Thank you, Protestants, for like you know uh, for helping us rediscover who we are. We bless you. We honor you, and we thank you for helping us to become fully alive. But I want to be who God's called me to be. Yeah. And I, He said, "Go," so I'm going to go. And uh, I don't have to wait on any. I don't have to wait to be called because I've already been called. I, Am I, I making any sense? Am I preaching to anyone out there? A hundred percent, man. And I, I sometimes I just feel like I'm preaching to you, Dan. Y- well, you kind of are because we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good because just think about the. I think the star of that testimony is this this girl that was in that hospital room that was was bold enough. She didn't know Patrick, right? They were strangers, and she said, "Hey, I feel like the Lord's asking me to pray over you." And and that launched his 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 transformation and now his ministry and that uh i wonder how often we're filled with those promptings but we're like oh well this is kind of a weird situation i'm not going to ask the person you know and it would have yeah. been very easy for her to say like like as as the holy spirit says i want you to pray over him maybe she could have easily said oh no it's weird it's in the hospital i don't know him it, that would be like uncomfortable and and instead she said green light go and she green went light. and then that activated a, another missionary disciple in the church and that's what um it's kind of like dominoes right like if i can push that first domino then that and the next domino pushes another and another and another we need people who are activators in the church who say green light here green light here go 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 so that we're just activating more missionary disciples day after day after day and and then that's where we see transformation in our culture we're not going to win back culture sitting around whining that we've lost the culture, right? We're going to win back the culture when we get our our boots on, our laces strapped, and we go. Um, One of my friends, he's a a pastor friend of mine, he said, whining is the sure sign that you're doing it on your own power. Oh, nice. Mm. 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 (laughs) Whining is the sure sign that you're trying to do it on your own power. Lord, save us from whining Catholics. We just pray for joyful, spirit-filled Catholic evangelizers who... Uh, are that depression and despair are replaced with hope and joy because we know who now, has victory over sin and death. Now, one of the best parts of Patrick's testimony is what he told us off air. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll share it with with you guys right here. It's it's he said he forgot to mention that this this girl um, that he that prayed with him. She asked him like, "Have you ever encountered like the Holy Spirit?" And he said he paused and he thought to himself. Well, I think I think so, and like he was kind of thinking about sacramental encounters and things like that. And then she stopped and said, "Oh, actually, no. You would know if you did." And that's what <laughs> launched her into praying. And I just want to say, um, if I'm going to ask you, like, have you encountered 
the the if you encounter the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, if 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 you're not sure, then I think it's it's okay to ask. And Dan, can you just pray for that right now? We have a few minutes. Uh, Dan, do you believe that God can can pour out His power through the airwaves of the radio? One hundred percent. We've seen it. We've heard testimony of it. Well, I just 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 go for God it. God is completely unlimited. So, we, Lord, we just expect that you would work right now. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Oh, Father, you love your children so much. Your love is so unfathomable. And I just speak to you listeners and I say you are children of God. That the Father loves you and he wants his heavenly inheritance and all the treasures of heaven to fall upon you. That he gives you the riches of, of heaven, the riches of joy and peace and love. So, Father, I just pray that all the treasures of heaven would fall upon your children right now. In the name of Jesus, you would send your spirit, and the Holy Spirit would fill their hearts, fill their minds. Come, Holy Spirit, let your presence fall more, Lord. Touch their hearts, fill them with peace, (laughs) fill them with joy, fill them with love, Mm -hmm. Lord. Allow them to know that you're present with them. Come, Holy Spirit, more, Lord. Lord, I I thank you for uh, the way that you filled Patrick with your electric power. Hmm. So, Lord, I ask you to pour out your your power, just like you poured out on Patrick, just open up your hands right now, listeners, and say, Jesus, I, I want to experience you like that. Come, yes. fill me. Yes. I'm not leaving this place until you fill me. We need you, Holy Spirit. I need you. I can't do it on my own. More. More of your love. More of your power. More of your peace. Lord, we need boldness. We break off fear in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, fill us with faith. Fill us with faith in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. So, God, whatever you're doing right now, we bless whatever you're doing, whatever way that you're manifesting your power and love. And we ask you to increase it right now and throughout this day. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. <laughs> that is so good. We, Ooh, I, 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 was a, like, I was so I was getting soaked up, man. I, I was too. I had a phone call from someone who's listened to our show a few weeks back and He's like, dude, my friend and I, we were driving in the car and we just like the Holy Spirit fell upon us in the car. And I was like, pull over, man, pull over. So they just pulled over and just like, we're like resting in the Spirit's presence. In yes. their car. So and we just want to apologize just for all that listeners that have, um, you know, been in car accidents during our, our prayer time. <laughs> you're listening to Encounter, Encounters, the co-production of EW10 Radio, St. Gabriel Radio and carried across the EW10 Global Catholic Radio Network. Thank you for joining us on the show. Um, if you want to learn more about us, our show, or listen to any of our past episodes, you can go to EncounterRadio.org. That's EncounterRadio.org. Thank you so much, and have an awesome day.